0: Praise the name of the Lord. Let's just pray as we come to the word of the living God. Father, we are grateful for such a time as this one. There's never been a moment like this where everything of God that you created is in need of you. We need you much more than ever before. That's why we are opening of ourselves to completely surrender to you to allow you to continually be God and continually influence the affairs of our lives even as we surrender to you. Let there be a miracle for someone. Let there be a wonder and a sign. Let there be encouragement. Anoint, of God, what we are speaking and preaching about today, that the change that comes shall be for the lifting of another life. Even in Jesus' name we pray amen and amen Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 to 8 I've been doing a series on the storm stopper we did part one we said the storm stopper number one is Jesus we did part 2 we alluded to the fact that you are the next storm stopper if you are born again you've received Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior but today I want to help teach you how you can go through the storm and come out through the storm stronger because there is something that the storm affects about you or will affect. That's something that I want to help you with so you can get stronger in the inside and never give up your hopes and your dreams. So I'll be teaching about your will and your gift which is very, very important. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. The Bible says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. Together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Sounds like hugging. A time to get. And a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Now, for everything under heaven or under the sun, Scripture says there's a time given for it or there is a season for it now not everything is permanent and not everything will last forever everything changes according to the time and the seasons as they change but the most important thing is we need to have our minds prepared for the different seasons of life we need to have our minds Begin to accept the changes that occur As a result of the changing seasons Because not everything is expected to be the same So every time of crisis Is also balanced out If you look at the word that we just read When there is a time to die Which is a sad moment There is also a time to be born Which is a happy moment A time for plucking up is, or has the opposite balance of a time for planting. A time to kill has the opposite balance of a time to heal. So whatever crisis, there's the opposite joy. Yeah, you're missing it. To every crisis, there's the opposite balance of joy. Not everything must continue as a crisis. Not everything must continue as a storm. To every storm there is an equal balance of healing, of restoration, of peace. And so what is important for you is to understand that nothing is permanent under heaven. The only permanent thing we have is our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, He is the same yesterday, today and forever so God and his promises are permanent, not the crisis not the storm whatever personal storm and however it has affected you I can rest assure you our sister, our daughter, our son that it's not permanent therefore you cannot make permanent decisions in temporal situations even this is passing away Even that financial storm is passing away. You can't get rid of your bank account simply because you have no money in it. You keep it in the hope that something somehow will change and you put money in the account. So you cannot delete your destiny or change things so radically simply because there is a crisis. No, my friend. Nothing is permanent under the sun. So there's a balance, you know, to everything. If you're experiencing one of the most critical moments or times in your life, I want you to know there's also an equal balance of joy. You are coming out of this. And you are coming out shining, thriving. Uh, The anointing makes a difference. Where there were ashes... (laughs) The anointing brings the beauty. So even life tells us that sometimes it's not always all joy or rosy. Certain things happen. But I don't want you to focus on the crisis. I want you to focus on the covenant keeper who is God. Now you cannot throw away your hope. Even in the darkest time of your life. You can't cast away your hope. You cannot other people... Uh, even thinking this year has passed, 2020 has already gone what's the use of even planning well, some of us are a little bit different, the year is not gone, we are just in April <laughs> the Bible says God will teach you how to number your days uh, let him give you wisdom on how to number your days, crisis must not stop your covenant obligations or your covenant stand out of this, there is still an equal balance. From this crisis, you are going to be creative. <laughs> Out of the crisis, creativity will be created in you. Because this is a time when you have stopped down to focus. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. Let me encourage you as we build the word of the Lord. And I'm excited for you because your life will never be the same after this. And how you see things will completely change. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 says, For whatsoever, (laughs) whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith in him. And therefore, your faith is what keeps you going. Faith in what? faith in him (laughs) you are born of god let me tell you that crisis must not intimidate you that storm personal financial economical storms marital storms must not cause a timidity to come in your life you do not have such a spirit god says that which is born of god has overcome the world Uh, look at that has overcome the world not just one little small Thing in the corner. You've overcome the whole systems of this world. The cosmos, you have overcome it. Why? Because you are born of the seed of greatness. So you are an overcomer by birth, by design. God did not put any failure material in you. <laughs> and that's something you need to reflect on. So you can outlast the discouraging season. Ah! You have been inbuilt (laughs) with a capacity to outlast the discouraging seasons of life. You, in the inside of you, is an engine that can outlast any darkest season if you can only keep your focus on Him who is able to sustain you. And so you will outlast this season, even in the name of Jesus. You see, sometimes God does not save us from the storm. And this is where most of the people find a big problem. If God loved me, if God cares for me, if God loves me, why did He allow A, B, C, D to happen to me? And some of the things, yes, we cry about, we can ask and justifiably so. But here's the thing. Sometimes God does not save you from the storm. But he saves you through the storm. It's a different thing. God may not save you from the storm, but he saves you through the storm. If he saves you through the storm, then you don't just go through something. You grow through something. Did you hear what I said? If he can save you through the storm, it's because he knows there is a growing that can happen in you. So I am not going through this period of the COVID-19, just going through it. Then I just land the opposite side of 2021. I say, phew, I went through 2021. No, my friend, I'm going through it, but I'm growing through it. Ah, that's important for you to do that's important for you to know and so storms help you to reprioritize your life and this is what needs to be happened. this is the wisdom of the storm it helps you to reprioritize your life they help you to understand what is important again in your life and they help you to learn how to manage the the important valuable things In your life and so it's very very important that you have the right perspective of a crisis you have the right perspective of the storm but there's one thing that as you are going through the storm to grow through the storm there's one thing that the storm can affect which I see every bad news every crisis affects the willpower of people I've been in situations where we have prayed for people to get healed, and I believe they were healed, but they lost their will to live. And so the storm can affect your willpower. If you give in, you give up. There's no encouragement for you. So I want to show you how you can still have a strong will <laughs> through the darkest seasons of your life. Yeah. Where you don't just allow things to let it be. There should be no resignation (laughs) to the storm. You cannot resign to the storm. Alright? So you cannot just have an attitude of let it be. Come on. You are a warrior. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. We get hit badly, but we rise up again. Seven times better than we went down. Why? Because that is the capacity God has put in you to outlast the crisis, to outlast the season of the storm. And so you will outlast this. Don't focus on the battle. Don't focus on the effects. Focus on the fact that you are able to outlast this and come out better. And come out with so much growth, with so much wisdom, with so much maturity, with so much ability to manage things that are valuable and important in your life and so may you never lose perspective may you never lose vision may you never lose hard work this you are coming through so i want to show you something about the will then come to the gift now man's will is the essence of what he is Man's will is the essence of what is. The will of man (laughs) can be taken as his real self. Or truthfully represents him. Our emotions, this is very important for you. Our emotions express how we feel about something. Or how we feel about someone. That is in the emotional area. So they express. (laughs) They are an expression of how we feel. Those are our emotions. Our mind simply tells us what we think. But our will communicates what we want. And there is something, obviously, that you want out of this life. So a man is able to say no to God. And God is able to respect the will of man. Why? Because God's will cannot violate man's will. As powerful as God is, your will can stop him in your life. That's why the enemy with everything that happens, he begins to target your will. Let's turn to Luke chapter 22 and build it up from there. Luke chapter 22 and verse 42. The Lord loves you. And the Lord cares for it. Luke chapter 22, verse 42 says, Saying, This is Christ Jesus, Father, if Thy be willing, remove this cup from me. We can see that even the Lord Jesus went through his own personal storm, a moment of crisis. You see, the anointing does not insulate you from storms. (laughs) a <laughs> good teaching person. <laughs> the anointing does not insulate you from the storm. <laughs> you cannot tell the storm, hey, I'm anointed. Go away. <laughs> Probably that's why it has even come. To taste. So, no matter how good you are, somehow along the path of life, you will experience some storm or another. There will be some form of crisis or another. That will happen. But in all these things, there's an equal balance that joy comes in the morning. Bible says, weeping may be for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So there's always an opposite balance to the crisis. If your night, if 2020 is your night, I don't want to postpone your morning of rejoicing to 2021 because... God does not count days as we do under the earth. He does not follow our calendar, our Gregoric calendar. One day to God can be a thousand, a thousand can be a day. So God can still turn around your 2020, even though it began a different way, with crisis, with darkness, with job losses, companies, uh, every one of us have been affected one way or another. There's no clever one in this situation. We are all dependent on the grace and the mercy of God and the goodness of his love upon our lives. But this is not a carryover. This is not a permanent thing in your life. This is what is important. And therefore, the storm can hit your wheel so much that you even begin giving up on the things you want in, out of life. You begin to you stop pursuing your dreams. You resign from your vision. And and everything now becomes hopeless in your life. There's there's like this team gets punched out of your life. You You lose that momentum that you had. The energy that you had for what you are passionate about begins to go out of you because you have experienced a real thing and it's called the crisis of life which is not permanent, by the way. And you're not just going to go through this. You're going to grow out of it. Growth shall come. But there are things that I need to show you. You see, a person cannot maintain victory unless you activate and exercise your will. I am a deliverance minister, and I enjoy helping people to be free but you cannot maintain your deliverance even after a crisis even after some situation you cannot maintain your deliverance if your will is not activated and is being exercised the devil will do everything child of god to bring down your will into a certain bondage where you are no longer uh, exercising your will where your will is not activated that place of decision that place of choice the place where you gain momentum and energy for living the place that gives you a reason for what is tomorrow that place the enemy wants to keep it in bondage okay why because you see our will is what resists the devil the bible says resist the devil it's not prayer that resists the devil Uh oh there are many people who pray and yet are defeated in life this is the paradox of life i have seen anointed people defeated I have seen good loving Christians failing in life because prayer is not what is resist the enemy it is your will the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you that's why the devil is afraid of a strong will that is surrendered to the will of God because he knows the only ability you have is the ability to resist him in your will it's possible that you can be delivered from something and the following day you go back on it and the following day you begin to seek again deliverance the following day you begin to seek another anointed man of God another anointed woman of God and you think maybe that other man's prophecy was not very accurate so I need to travel, go to another country, find another man of God, another woman of God. So there's like a circus of wanting the greater anointing to change something about your life. And you are going about it the wrong way. And sometimes it's just that the crisis of life has weakened your will and your ability and your will to resist the things that you are always falling over. God today will bless you and help you. So the Bible clearly says, "Resist the devil." <laughs> this is the chief of all the demons, of all the witches, of all the satanists, of all the freemasons, of all, all those people. This is their boss. And the, and God says, "You have in your will there is power to resist no matter how bad no matter what they say, that that wizard, if he says you are dying tomorrow, you will die. Bible says you resist. You see, the power to resist is comes from this. This is very important for you to understand. You cannot resist the devil if you have not submitted to God first. So the power to resist, the Bible says, submit yourself unto God and resist the devil. He will flee from you. So the power to resist comes from the power to submit. What begins to make your will strong, even in a time of crisis, even when there are storms, what gives strength to your will for resistance is the power that you are submitting your will to God. This is what Jesus learned. This is what Jesus is teaching us in Luke 22, verse 42. He says, "Saying, Father, if thou will be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. So he surrendered his will. He submitted his will and he was able to resist the temptation not to go to the cross because it was painful to go to the cross. There are some things that sometimes are necessary for you to go through because that's the price it will take for your success. Many people don't like pain, but sometimes pain is necessary for greater achievements in life. And what helps you to resist the fear of surrender is to understand that I must submit my will to His will. What kind of a father could design a future or a destiny and put a cross as part of the son's uh, things that he has to go through. Every father loves his children. But this father, God our father, said, Yes, I love you, but there is a cross ahead of you. You will be hanged." Oh no, a father must not do that for his children. Oh no sometimes there may be painful lessons for each child because comfort will never exhort you comfort causes you to be tolerant and when you continue to be tolerant to things you will never change anything what begins to help you is when you begin to hurt something that stops the power of tolerance from happening in your life because no one changes anything they tolerate and the enemy likes to cause you to keep tolerating something in your life because as long as you are tolerating no change will happen i can pray ben hin can pray great men of god can pray for you but as long as you are tolerating something in that area we are praying for Change will not happen so the anointing cannot change what you are tolerating (laughs) and so you have to and that tolerance is in the wheel I can teach you how to be strong but if you're always tolerating and and you are comfortable in the area of 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 self-pity in the area of sympathy You always tolerate sympathy i'm telling you you will never grow and you will never outgrow anything when when storms come and they hit you the enemy wants you to lose the strength in your will and he wants you to begin to justify something and excuse something and give reasons why you're not smiling because you've just gone through something terrible and yet and yet and yet your smile is your signature of life so i learned there's some people when they smile they just brighten their room that's the signature of my wife she has nice dimples when she smiles no matter how hard things were, when i come back home she smiles my god everything says i am alive but the enemy can hit your smile and 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 you justify why you don't deserve to be happy all of us will go through stuff. But I do not want you to be tolerating things that you know are not your portion. There are people you are tolerating and they have killed your will. They have taken out this team out of your, your, your momentum. You used to plan and just do things and you out there, you are gone. And you're achieving things and everyone, every writer, they can see you achieving things until a crisis came a storm came and then suddenly you have lost the will to fight to soldier on something has slowed down and you have resigned and you are no longer exciting the energy and the excitement has gone out of you that thing is not permanent child of God it's just a season a phase that is not meant to be permanent God says That everything born of God has overcome. Therefore the enemy does not want you to resist him. That's why he wants to crush your will in the crisis. One of the things the crisis does is it crushes your will. But not today. Thank God for the power of his word. As long as you resist him. In the area of your will the enemy has no access to your (laughs) stuff did you hear what I said as long as you resist him in the area of your will the enemy has no access to your vision he has no access to your home he has no access to the company that you have seen grow from where it was to what it has become and what it can become the enemy has no access to the country that you love so much And so it is in the will. If you lose your will, I have seen people after a very sad moment in their life, they even stopped bathing. They stopped combing their hair. They didn't see the need to go to even the salon. I've seen things change people. Crisis crushing people's wheels and changes them. Even when they iron clothes, they don't even iron them, just put them on. Anyone else can just laugh at them without knowing their story. But crisis can crush you, can change certain things about you. And yet, God who loves you is bringing you this word because I'm prophesying to you it's your time to arise from where you were crushed. <laughs> they will see you rise again better than a phoenix you rise because jesus resurrected so you have the capacity to rise again just when everyone is thinking and they are celebrating that you are down then the lord gives you this message suddenly you begin to arise you are not yet done my friend says it's not over until god says it's over so there is still a rising an ability in you has not been christ you will still arise and this is my prayer that as a nation as a people everyone expects africa to be hit hard by COVID. statistically they may be right but positionally in covenant we are saying it's not our portion <laughs> We are not as dark as the darkness of the hour <laughs> there's the brightness of the Lord Jesus in us and so we are resisting you see if you someone keeps telling you you're a dog you're a dog your will be so crushed and you begin to believe before long you begin to act it And so you need to have an opposite balance when one tells you you are ugly you go back to the word and says I'm wonderfully and fearfully made even though eh, 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 they may have a point but if they are using their lenses <laughs> they are not using the creative power so you can say alright yes my nose goes south instead of going north but I am wonderfully and fearfully made by God so it becomes important for you to always have a, a, a balance to the crisis, a balance to the crushing, crushing, a balance to your darkness. Even God created everything to balance out. It's not always dark. The morning will come. It's not always the light. Darkness will come. Can you imagine if there was no darkness, there was no light? We are going to be crazy because psychologically we can't handle that. That's why you want to sleep in a dark room because that's the balance of life. And so it's not yet over, daughter. It's not yet over, son. All right, let's continue with the will. So, the point is, with your will, you resist the devil, and it is your will that maintains your liberty, that keeps your freedom. It's your will, and this is something I see very important. Psalms 82, verse six. We quickly go there. The book of Psalms 82, verse six i hope you are enjoying the word as i am elder yeah it's a pity you can't shout amen because of the mask praise god all right psalms 82 verse 6 says i have said this is god this is not your your stepmom who hates you or someone else who hates you or your past current boyfriend or past current girlfriend who hates you <laughs> uh, this is god the one who loves you in spite of all that we are he says i have said you are God, and all of you are children of the most high my god you see you have a different spirit and your willpower is energized from a different source Because some people, willpower, as long as they have a job, they are happy. When the job goes, something dies, something is crushed in their will. Something is taken away from them. But for you, the source of the strength and the joy of your will is not the earthly materials. That's why the enemy can come and crush you and hit you, but something is never taken away from you. That is something that I want to show you. It always remains. Alright. So God loves you. He's made you as a creature creature of dominion. He's also made you a creature of decision. You see, God cannot do without man's will. <laughs> to walk with God I said you must work with God. And so God cannot just do it by himself. Otherwise, he would have done that. He delegated authority. So he needs man's cooperation. He needs man's will. He needs this creature of dominion, this creature of decision to say, Yes, Lord, send me. Yes, Lord, use me. Yes, Lord, I am here. What do you want us? To do ah praise the name of the Lord so when you make a decision God will establish you in it there are people who are waiting on God for everything no that's the wrong focus there is a place where you as a creature of decision God is waiting on your decision when you make a decision he establishes you in it. The same God says, submit your plans unto God and He will do it. He will establish you. So you, you are supposed to be planning this time. Not weeping. Not crying. Not murmuring. Not complaining. You are supposed to be planning so you can have something to present to the God who you are believing and trusting to bring signs, wonders, and miracles in your life. <laughs> and this is a better time for you to plan through things because you are now reprioritizing areas according to their importance and value in your life. So you are coming out and you are going through, but you are growing through all this season. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For I am a father of champions. <laughs> I am a father of champions. I love that. I am a father of champions. And you are coming out of this because you are well covered, well nourished, well taught. And your will is not going to be crushed. Your will is going to be stronger. You are going to come out of this. Not Others will go through it. You, You will grow through it. Let others go through this. You grow through this. This is your portion. You grow through this. You will grow through this. You will become a powerful businesswoman. You will become a powerful businessman. You will become a powerful student. You will become a powerful father. More wise. <laughs> more mature. One who has reprioritized the valuable and the important aspects of his life. One who has learned how to manage things so he can multiply things. Amazing. That's your portion in Jesus' name. So you see, your will stands as a protection against every evil work. That's why the enemy wants to crush you. That's why the enemy wants to hit you. I was saying to someone, I says, why is it that others have had it easy in ministry? Some of us, everything that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> Before you finish this battle, another one has risen and says, No, 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 it's not that. It's just simply because the enemy wants to weaken your will, your resolve to stand again, your resolve to continue, your resolve to rise up. That's why he keeps knocking. He keeps hitting Jesus. Perhaps Jesus will just surrender and say, "It's, it's. I can't go through this anymore. It's over." And many people have given up, even on a marriage that came from God, because they just said, "I can't just go through this." Yes, humanly speaking, your will was so crushed by the crisis of your home. Every relationship will have its own crisis. But maturity does not walk away. From crisis maturity stays in the crisis because maturity looks beyond the issue maturity looks at the relationship no matter how much you say sweet darling whatever that relationship will go through issues and you cannot make a permanent decision over an issue of your marriage because it is not permanent it will change so others have thrown a good marriage away because they they didn't like the ugly issues that surfaced and what happens once the issue is gone you have to reinvent another way of loving each other after saying nasty things to yourselves, and so you have to understand that these crises can come but they must not crush you you don't just love with your emotions you love with your will. You made the decision, I love you. It's permanent. Whatever seasons of change that come cannot eradicate that, cannot change that. Yes, there will be times when you don't feel like you love. Yes, Thank God it's a feeling, but the will loves that person. Work out your differences. All right, let's go on. God requires that your will As a person, be active so you can accomplish God's will in the earth. I repeat, God requires that your will be active so you can accomplish His will on the earth. Satan requires that your will be passive so you can accomplish His purpose also. So the passivity of the will grows your warfare. (laughs) There are people whose warfare never ends. And they are thinking the devil is bigger or witches are getting fatter. (laughs) No. The enemy has used the troubles around you, the perpetual attacks to weaken your will. So once your will weakens, your enemy grows in your in the perception. Once the giant weakens your will, the giant will grow even bigger. And is not bigger than your will. He wants your crushed will, so your power to resist goes down. Anything can be overcome. Any giant can be overcome. We have seen it through history. David with Goliath. Any situation can be overcome. But do we have the resolve? Do we have the power, the strength within the way? We can't just fold and say this year is dead. This year is not dead. This year is alive. Conora is not my mother. Neither is it my father. It's just an issue I found in the earth at that particular time was this. It's not a determinant of my destiny. It's something I'm going through but grow through over it. So you should not act as your father. Conora is not your father. Your surname is not COVID-19. You have a better surname. You have a better heritage than all these things. So don't fold up. Don't let your will be crushed. You see, nothing will change Until your will is activated until your will is exercised actually people enjoy to look at people whose will has been uh, has been you know affected badly because bad news sells fast they will say have you seen brother so-and-so these days have you seen sister so-and-so these days have you visited them can you see now what she's driving they don't know the crisis that crashed Whatever was glorious in your life, but God who loves you is not like the people that mock you. In the day you are down, there are other people who will surround you <laughs> and celebrate you, even when you are crushed, because they believe you are stronger than your crisis. And soon something will change. Soon you will get your 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 stiletto back and your shine back. You 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 get your step back. And soon, you'll be glowing. The same people, they will also now have something to say. (laughs) They will celebrate you. That's just people. But when you come back, man is neutral. When man remains neutral in an issue and refuses to make a decision, listen to me. When you remain neutral in a situation, and, and sometimes this happens in a crisis. When you remain neutral in a situation and, and you refuse to make a decision, God will not and cannot do anything. Listen to me. Just because it is bad doesn't mean you should not make decision. God will still expect you to make a decision to activate your will in the crisis. Because if you remain in neutral and you refuse to make a decision, God will not and cannot do anything. Salvation appeals to man's will, not to his emotions. You cannot say, I feel saved. <laughs> you have to act. You have to make a decision. Lord Jesus, come into my life. You have to make a decision to turn away, to repent from all your sins. You cannot say, I feel repentant today. I don't feel repentant tomorrow. No. It's a decision you make. The decision you made invited God in your situation. It appealed to God to have access to you just by activating a will. God came in. What more now, when everything around you wants to crush you you can make a decision don't wait on your feelings your your emotional part of life must line up with the will you tell emotions this is where we are going you joy, come back <laughs> everything must line up with your will the mind wants to divert and goes hey you are just a mind come back i have made a decision we are headed this way We are going to wake up we are going to bath we are going to rejoice we are going to shine we are going to be excited ah we are going to have good nice family time I have decided so your emotions and your mind must come in line this is what gives God access into your life so don't remain neutral when you are going through a storm don't refuse your ability to make decisions when you are going through the storm secondly Spiritual life begins with a choice. Spiritual life begins with a choice. Decision was made to save God and to make God's will your own way. That's how things begin. So you cannot grow spiritually if you are neutral, if you are also not making decisions. It's not up to God to grow you. It's up to you to decide to grow. I will be better. I will hear God more this year. I will, my eyes will open to the reality of the supernatural. I will see God's divine intervention in my life this year. It's up to you. You make a decision. So you see, the spiritual union comes when your will is joined to his will, which we had looked at as he is, so am I. So you are one spirit with God. That does not, however, mean that you stop to exist. No, no, no. You still exist. You are still functioning. But you have just made a choice, a decision to submit your will to him. So he can strengthen it. Now, our decisions establishes God's will in our lives. Once you have seen what God has said, now you make a decision. That decision is what will now establish elders' will in his life. So God cannot just be establishing things without you making decisions. That gives him access to your will, access to your life. As much as I can pray for you, you can still fence off God by refusing him in your will. And I know you are wiser today, you will make a right decision. God bless you and God loves you. So God does not require you to give up your will, nor your personality. God activates your being in every area, mind, body and consciousness. Now there is something that you have to know about the will the potential of that will which is very important. That will is so powerful that it can give God access into your life and God can begin to do amazing incredible things in your life. Now the Lord would love to show you one or two things. I want to believe that about your will so that we can change a little bit in this area so it can be exciting. Great, this is something that's important. Once your will has been hit elder by the storm, it it gets crushed. When your will is crushed, it enters a place called passivity. It's passive, it's neutral, it's non-responsive. It's not active. It's you're not making decisions, but you're just waiting for miracles. Listen, you are not making decisions, you're just waiting for miracles. You're just dreaming for miracles. Something will just drop from somewhere and and I'll just find a suitcase full of dollars somehow. And and so you be you begin to neglect. That place of decision-making that place of hard work uh, remember it's not just faith alone it is faith and works so you cannot just say I am in faith and yet you're not making in you know, a decision that makes you to work <laughs> so it's faith and works they, they get they go together that's what's important and so how can you tell if the impact of your storm has crushed your will now number one how to know we have what you call in Asia in Asia. this is when you are waiting for some external force to move you you are just in a place where you're just waiting for some supernatural external force to move you you enter into a place of a nation. They are not active. You are not making decisions. And if there is something that frustrates a wife, is when the husband has gone in, in a nation. They are just waiting for an external force to move them. <laughs> she will hit you with a spoon. I'm being kind because the cooking stick is, is, is a bit bigger. But you have this in Asia where you're just, in our language here, we say ndwi, where you're just waited, ndwi, where you're just inactive, waiting for something external to move you. Then it means your will has really taken a bad knock. Secondly, You begin to see a lot of innumerable unfinished jobs. Innumerable unfinished jobs. I call it Omongulu. Innumerable unfinished jobs. Now, God requires you to have endurance, okay? and and when simply when you go through something you've been doing something and it doesn't work doesn't mean give it up find another thing give it up find another thing no there is also a place of endurance there's a place when you are pursuing that dream you're pursuing that vision when you're pursuing that work you know whatever you started that business and and it hits a, a downtown and and there's there's a crisis and Everything is not working as it should be. That's not a sign that change and start another thing. It may just be that it's time for you to develop endurance. Every champion, they work on their endurance. Every successful person had to learn how to endure before they see glory. So it's very important. That is... You have to carry something from the start to the finish a passive person can be very quick to respond but doesn't carry things through they will say I'll do it but they never carry things through and so they disappoint themselves and disappoint others a passive person when your will has been hit you find that you get attracted and get distracted. At the same time, you are quickly attracted to something, and you're excited. And before long, you are distracted. And before long, you have lost hope. And that means that your your will has taken a bad knock. It needs to recover. And thank God for today. In a short while, your will recover. Number three, symptom, is that you are you find yourself unable to concentrate. You are finding yourselves unable to concentrate uh concentration is part of endurance yeah in boxing once they hit you pa, 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 you go down you get that there's a temptation to stay down because people are laughing oh he has fallen <laughs> but a champion knows i must endure the pain of these punches i must endure the mockery of those that hurt me because I'm, i believe i've got something that is a life-saving dream life-saving vision i must carry it through so i must get up not for the assay. i must get up because of who i am i must endure so you you find that you pick yourself and you go through something you develop a concentration there are people who get attracted and distracted and they lose concentration and something fails, it's not that you have been bewitched. It's ah, just that you lacked the, the power to endure something, the power to take something from the start, endure all the way, endure all the way, and carry it to the place of accomplishment. Now, these are lessons of champions. These are lessons of those that are victorious. And it's important that once you begin to find yourself you are unable to concentrate you have innumerable uh, unfinished jobs you have this inertia uh, you, you, you you just seated there and waiting for this external force to move you then something has gone wrong in your will. you need help immediately you need to think through something but you also need to carry through so don't stop at thinking through. You just get discouraged and you get depressed. So you develop in this season of crisis, in this season of challenge, in this season of storms. You develop. Yes, you can think through something. Think through where it went wrong. What wrong did I? What was my part in this? Yeah, you think through, but you carry through now. Get up and carry through. Go through now. This is over. Don't stop at thinking through something. Carry through so as to finish the job. Number four, when you find that you are unable to make decisions or initiate things, when you find you are unable to make decisions or initiate things, afraid of making decisions, you want others to be responsible for the decisions you should have made. And that's a terrible state to be in you're always in doubt you're always fearful you are governed by circumstances and you have terrible deep emotional problems as a result you can never come out of a deep problem without deciding to you have to decide to come out. You have to decide to stand up. You have to decide for this thing to be over. You can't just be praying about it for years. Decide. Now you have prayed. Decide. Get up. Challenge yourself. So your will can be affected. There's in Asia innumerable unfinished jobs. You are unable to concentrate you are unable to make decisions or initiate things, then you know something has been damaged in your will. Number five, double-mindedness. Double-mindedness or instability. That's another symptom of a passive will or a will that's not activated. Passive persons uh, make decisions. Then, backs off again. They make a decision, then back off. Make a decision, then back off. They are afraid that he has made the wrong decision. Who has never been afraid? We all have been afraid, but we learned something and became better. So you cannot just be there and and the reason and the excuse you give yourself is, I'm afraid of making the wrong decision. Ah, ah. You've never been this way, <laughs> and, and sometimes it's a proposal. The proposal is there, and you're, you're, you're. The man wants an answer. Yeah, is it a yes or is it a no? You cannot be neutral, huh? And that man must not be neutral in that relation. The relationship has been going for five years, and he's still neutral. Is as I mean, come on, man. You can't be in a neutral relationship. Time is going. He's taking away the market. Let, let him come up with, with a decision. Is it me or not? We can't just be eating chicken and chips. We are gaining weight and not gaining anything. And so don't be neutral. Make up your mind. Don't be with people for too long who are just neutral-minded. They are moving nothing. They are moving not even themselves. You have to be activated. But if you are in this situation, there is help for you. You are going to come out and continue memory lapses. Sometimes, maybe a result of something going wrong with your willpower. God is able and able to help you. So, what is your way? Because you see, your willpower, once it's affected, It endangers the plans and the purposes of God in your life. And that's why it's a danger. And that's why the enemy likes to crush people. That's why the enemy likes to hurt people. That's why the enemy likes to do bad and terrible things to people. Because he knows how it just crushes their will. And, And that should not be your story. That should not be you. Your will will not be crushed. We will not allow him. You will rise up. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven. Let's get to the remedy. Let's start getting healed now from a crushed will. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven says, "But we have this treasure in a thin vessel." I don't care who has not said something about you. The word of God says there is a treasure in you. There is something that is so valuable that is in you. We have earthen treasures in these vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. (laughs) So there is this, no matter what you go through, you still have something that has not been taken away from you. There is still something in you. There is still that place that has not been crushed in you. And this is what I'm calling a gift. There are many, many, many gifted people who we have not heard from, who we are not seeing. And today, it's time for you to arrive. Bible says that your gift shall make room for you and it shall bring you before the elders your gift and your gift is so powerful that it's something that I want to dwell on because the will and the gift must work together you cannot be gifted and not be activated in your will your gift will remain idle and so we have to activate your will So your gift can be seen. And that must happen. You see, you can lose all things in a storm. You can lose your house. It can collapse. Your business can collapse. Uh, (laughs) uh, Your company, your cars can be, you know, trees could have fallen on them. You, you You have lost everything in a storm. But the storm cannot take away the gift. You could have not gone through school but that gift is still there because you don't get your gift from education it's something that just God gives you and so it's already in there and this is something I want to appeal to in the name of Jesus no prophecy can give you a gift prophets can activate the gift so you cannot pursue a prophet To give you a gift. It's it's an endowment of God. Prophecy can activate the gift. But it cannot give you the gift. It can stir up that gift. (laughs) Paul laid hands on the young Timothy. And to activate the gift that was already on him by God. So there there is a gift God has already given you. You know, when we were setting up this place for this recording... Uh, Me and the media team thought we had done a good job. Until someone with a gift came. When my wife came, she looked at it and said, Oh, I think it's a little bit dull. And she went ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. She did the touch, and then voila! And the whole place just brightens up. I'm like, what did we miss? No, that's her gift. As we were using education to set up. But she used the gift, and the gift will always cause things to glow. My God. You have a gift. Don't let that gift die with a storm. You are in that gift. That gift must come out. Don't let crisis crush your gift. It cannot be crushed. So no matter how low you feel, the gift is still in you. There are things that you are gifted at. Things that you know, others they struggle with. You, it's just like something that you breathe. It comes easily. You just do this thing with the less effort. You are gifted. There are many people who can do the same thing, but for you what brings out the difference is that it's your gift. Many people can do the same thing. And to others, to look, until you do it, then they see the change. Ah, but it's the same thing. But what has happened? You are gifted. And so in this time, God is appealing to your gifting. (laughs) You have to look at your gifting. Your gifting must rise. That's why I'm saying you are going to go to grow through this. You're not just going through it. You're not just surviving this. You are thriving in it. You, You are going to go through it, but you are going to grow through it. Your gift will come out in Jesus' name. And so, you cannot go to education to find your gift a gift can never be lending you i cannot learn my gift from him he can help me refine my gift i can help you refine your gift but i'm not the one who gives you the gift so there is something in your life god-given that in this period It shall be refined by the fire of the Holy Ghost, by wisdom, by persistence, by concentration, by activating your will and rising up again. The storm will not crush your gift. There's a nice melody there, there's a keyboard playing, but the person on the keyboard is gifted there are many who 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 know how to play they have received the an education and they can play the keyboard but it's different from when he plays the keyboard somehow it stays my gift <laughs> my 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 preaching machine wants to come on i want to get up and lay hands on everyone in the media why because his gift is staring my gift my gift is staring his gift my gift is staring your gift today. So that's why the Bible says as long as it's called to them, stare one another unto good works. So when all of us begin to realize we are gifted, we will stare this nation to development. We will stare this continent to development. My father used to say, son, if someone puts you down, it's because they found you down. So whoever is looking down on you, is because they found you looking down on yourself look up American say what's up I say Jesus so look up <laughs> the Lord is upstairs but it's much more he's in you now so you are going to arise you see this is an amazing thing as 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 we had those storms there was I had no house I was single no house no job nothing the business I was trying business nothing was working and and it is at that time that God deposited this you know in my heart and my family knows this because it's a scripture I quoted in my dark moments now when I was asking the Lord what should I preach this Sunday the Lord says go back on this again the thing that helped you to come out in those crisis moments where I would try this business try that business try this thing and and they were there they were younger but they were there they were, i mean it, nothing was working they would see us but nothing was working and and at that time you find that your parents are looking to you you are growing and nothing is working so you're a disappointment you know, around the table because you're eating the food you never contributed to buy <laughs> yeah those are dangerous moments for a man but God gave me a scripture. It says, "Your gift." That says no, nothing is working. Then it says, "Your gift shall make room for you, and it shall bring you before the elders or the mighty." They say, the, "Your gift will give you access to uh, the elevated places of life." Right now, we've been in different parts of the world—not everywhere—but we've been. Things have changed. (laughs) I like what I drive. I like where I sleep. I like what's happened to my life. Something changed. What? I had to believe the gift shall make room for me. Then I had to ask, Lord. When I went to prayer, I was not asking the Lord for money. I was not praying, Lord, change my circumstances. I was now focused, concentrated. Lord, what is my gift? Reveal to me my gift. When he did, and I began to activate my gift, my gift suddenly began to open up. Opportunities of favor, opportunities of privilege, opportunities of grace began to come alive. And suddenly the power of luck began to disappear slowly. As years went on, as long as I'm in my gift, poverty was a distance. It was now in my rear view mirror. <laughs> there are things that must be in your rear view mirror, but until you activate your gift, those will, you will be seeing them in front of you. You have to bypass this year 2020 will not end as it began ah you it will be in the rearview mirror the Conora virus will be in the rearview mirror right now it's in our face you wake up it's in your face you wake up it's on TV it's on newspaper it's everywhere even if you don't want to hear anything about Conora somehow the mask when you go outside will remind you the season you are in but it, it will not be permanent It shall be in my rear view mirrors of 2020. I will see it in my rear view very far away. It shall just be a history lesson for my grandchildren that there was a season and a time when the whole world came to a halt. (laughs) It's not meant to go ahead of you. It shall be in your rear view mirror. Me, I've already started seeing it in my rear view mirror. I'm not allowing Conora to take away the air from me. It's not my God. Neither is it your God. So, whatever God created you to be, He prepared you with it. God did not prepare you to be someone and then asked you to go looking for what you need to become what He said you must be. Because God knew the storm will make it difficult for you to find what is necessary for you to achieve what your dream should be. So here's the thing this is what I learned over the years. When I was lacking and missing everything, God helped me to realize that I'm a gifted man. When I entered into my gift, my God, and in my gift, I wouldn't struggle. In my gift, I came alive. You see, in your gift, there is an energy <laughs> that comes to your life. When you you are in your gift, there's there's just a glow, there's an excitement. You may not have eaten, but you have the energy of fifty people who have eaten. Because you are in your gift. And so when the gift comes. Look at mess Messi, that is not education. there are academic schools, yes. But that is just a gift. I mean you don't learn something. The things he does on the pitch. He's just gifted. Some of us love football, but we can break our legs trying to be messy. (laughs) Leave him in his gift. But look at him. I don't know if he has a PhD, if he has a master's degree. All I know is his gift has brought him fame. His gift has brought him wealth. His gift has caused him to be on our televisions. He comes in our home without inviting him. Many people are wearing his t-shirt or his jersey. In the village, they wear mace number 10. What would have happened if he didn't activate his gift on the pitch? There is always a place where you have to activate your gift from. Some of you, it is in the fashion industry. That's why your gift is activated. Some of you, it's in the bakery. That's why your gift is activated. Some of you, it's just in killing the chicken and frying it. Today we have Kentucky fried chickens. <laughs> we have all these chicken in our know, restaurants we are buying from. Because someone did not neglect the gift and they found a kitchen so there's always somewhere some place where your gift is launched from me my gift was launched at the altar of god where is your gift going to be launched from because if you miss where the launching is you get frustrated in your gift so pray for wisdom that god gives you shows you where you need to launch your gift from my wife we do events and deco (laughs) but she's so good at it why it's a gift the day she found where to launch her gift from a business was born the day you find where to launch your gift from money will come i have found that the richest people are not always the uh, educated people or the best educated or the ones with the A plus or distinctions are not always the most successful rich guys or rich ladies but the people who got working on their gift they have more money than one salary of someone else they are able to do many things because the gift is a God given thing God created you to be something but he gifted you already he prepared you with it it's it's in you that's the point it's in you it's with you it has not been crushed it's still there that's what i want to activate in a few minutes you see your your future is not in 2021 some people have resigned from this year yeah this year they have just resigned there yeah, this year no no uh, don't resign because your future is not ahead of you you are not going out to look for your future your future is right in you. Inside of you. Trapped in you. That's where your future is. So I'm not looking for a future outside myself. It's 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 in me. So you can't go and find your future. Don't tell your children, go and find your future. You'll confuse them because they'll look and look, search, search. Nothing they'll see. Nothing they'll find. They'll just be wanderers has frustrated children help them to say that god has already gifted you watch them as they are doing things when i go with my plain paper papers at home i all my three kids are, are artistic they will get my plain papers that you can wear plain paper this one starts drawing this one starts making you know books this one starts doing things with the paper so i'm looking so all right this is not an education this is a gift in them because I'm like that, I'm artistic, I draw, I do things. You know, I'm, I'm creative. So I see they're doing things and, and I'm helping them. Okay, now showing them, giving them wisdom, this is what you can do. And they make their first pamphlet, their first uh, small little uh, magazine or whatever, cartoon, whatever thing you call them. And, and they make that and I put it on their mirror every time they come in. She comes in my room, she sees what she has done. She's getting encouraged. She's getting encouraged because I know sometimes education can fail them, but the gift can never fail them. It will always open doors of opportunity, but I'm helping them to find wisdom and to believe that there is something in you. You are gifted beyond your grades in school. So when they fail in school, when their grades are bad, their way is to, not to beat them, but to help them. Help them discover the gift. It will improve their grades. Because once they find something they are good at, it will help the other areas they are not very good at. But if a child has no encouragement from anything in themselves, you will find they will get encouragement from something outside themselves. They will start smoking. They will start doing drugs. They will start disco life and all that. Because they have not been helped to find something exciting in the inside. Something that is alive and powerful. So they go outside of themselves to try to bring it into the inside. And that is killing our generation. So let's help them. Okay. God has hidden your future in the inside of you. He has placed it so hidden that others can mock you while you are the next president. Others can laugh at you while you're the next powerful businesswoman because God hides your future in the inside. God hides your gift first in the inside of you. So it doesn't matter who believes you, know, doesn't believe in you. You have to believe in yourself and believe in the one who put that gift in you. Very important. Because others can mock, but the gift will surely come out. Mm-hmm. Hey, may God help us. So you were created with this thing in the inside of you called a gift. And, and, and you are like this wonderful wrapped Christmas package that God sent the day you were born into the earth to come and give the gift. And whoever unwraps you, they find a blessing. <laughs> That's why He who receives a prophet, receives a prophet's reward. When you unwrap the prophet, you cannot unwrap them except you accept them. You receive them. You honor them in the grace and the gift they are. Then you benefit. So there are people you must receive in your life before you benefit from them. Because each one of us comes highly gifted of God. So you possess something. That's what my point. I'm closing. You possess something. But that thing must be activated. You see, your value comes from your gift within you. But that gift can be refined. Can be stirred up. And you as a person, you can learn now how to use your gift properly. Wisely. And people will pay for the value you bring. <laughs> this is the beauty about life. So not everything is destroyed. Not everything is crushed in a storm. Not everything is hopeless in a crisis. There is something that can never be crushed. Which God has hidden from the storm. It's in the inside. There is a gift in you. But I must help you to activate your will and that activation begins by believing of what is first resting hidden in you. There is a gift, child of the living God. Don't be so discouraged with the current news worldwide. There is a gift in you. There is something you were born to deliver in this earth. You possess it. God has secured it. Now it must come out and begin to bless us all. So what are the some of the things that you need to do? How shall this begin to manifest and help people? Exactly what I'm doing. Number one, start by saving from your gift. Start by saving from your gift. Do it for free. In the beginning, others will bring a price on it later. On. I like order. I like to see things that are orderly, that are systematic. I like hierarchy. I like, I like that. I like Excel. I like beauty, and 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 for me, it's a gift. So, I went to school, trained. The protocol school, etiquette school, trained in that area, and guess what? For the longer part, I was just helping churches in these areas, train their protocol teams in these areas, and it was free. I was just doing, I'm just enjoying it for free. Years later, it's now born in a business. It's now a business. So now I have a an etiquette and protocol school. And corporations come. Different organizations, individuals come. I'm now I, an etiquette consultant. Boom. But did I start like that? No. I started offering my gift free. Then education came to refine the gift then now i'm in a position where now value can come on the gift because someone is willing to pay for the service that's how it works so you start give your gift free learn to be comfortable in being uncomfortable because when you have something valuable and you are giving it for free it is uncomfortable But God begins to teach you how to be comfortable in being uncomfortable because the right time is coming. And God will always honor you, give, and it shall be given back to you. So there is a place where you start serving by the gift that you are. How do I know my gift? Well, ask God. He will reveal it to you. Secondly, there are things that are easily, you will find yourself, it's easy. They are fulfilling. You do them without much effort. You enjoy them. You do this. It's easier for you. You know the gift simply means where you are bending towards most. What is it that you bend towards most? Even if I walk you up, this is like, like, like water for you. It's like breathing air for you. You bend towards most this. That's that's your gift. Your inclination. You find it easy. Write it down. As someone else who knows you best say what 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 is it that I lean most towards things that are easier for me what they'll help you but much more yourself Okay? Right? secondly you need to have vision for your gift you see the thing that you are getting upset by or getting frustrated by probably it's because You have a gift, you have a solution to bring better in that. Probably that's how leadership is born. You see someone do something, then you get angry, probably because there's a gift that can help you do it better or get better solutions. And so don't just think you're just getting upset in that area. Certain times means go back, reflect. It may be there's something in me, why am I always getting upset with this? There's something in me that's building up. For me, I would enter places, I would go to churches, and I see all kinds of disorder. I upset. I'll get upset. I will get upset. I didn't understand why. I will look at the other things that are happening in the body of God. I will get upset. I didn't know why, because everything, everyone else seems to be comfortable, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting waked up in the inside. Until I realize, oh, it's a gift in me that is meant to bring order. So now I've trained many churches and raised many, you know, protocol teams and protocol departments and helped them in this and things are done with certain orderliness. So I've brought healing to that part of the body of Jesus locally and abroad. Brought healing. So I'm excited, I'm fulfilled. I like, I enjoy this. It comes easy for me it's a gift in that area so you have to have now vision for this gift how is this gift going to be natured so it can become a blessing to others pray about it surround yourself with wise counsel they'll help you number three have the right people around you you cannot be gifted and have the wrong people around you some of those people are what you I I am telling us, you know, they 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 kill the gift. Uh-huh. If you you are gifted, you surround yourself with the wrong people. Some are gift killers. They will kill and eat up that gift. It will not rise up. Remove the killers of the gift from your life. Others will just come and suffocate the gift. Mm-hmm. Is this what you are doing? Mm-hmm. Not you also. They will just suffocate it. By the time they go, you have no energy, no momentum, no passion. Others just see difficulties with your gift. Ah, Unless if you are in Europe, in Africa, this can't be. I, I, I used to get that a lot. But I was determined. I was concentrated. I was focused. I was disciplined. I had a vision for the gift. I've started the school, it has paid me well it has made me comfortable it has opened up doors for me it has brought me in the the, this gift I've I've met presidents why? just the gift opens up it was not possible, others need an appointment for me, just the gift opened up that's what it, it does but is it all there is to your gift? no, I still have vision for it they're still bigger than what I have seen. I, it's in my mind. I'm recreating again. So you need to have vision for your gift. And, and I can tell you, if you flow towards your gift area, great things will happen in your life. Great wealth will come. Energy, life, exciting times. In Jesus' name. Number three. Okay? Have the right people around you. People that can encourage you speak into your gift you know people that can clap people that can when you start sharing they even change they even get this to and they and say yeah tell me some more yeah and they are they are not you are telling someone and, and they are on the on facebook oh oh what did you say they're not interested those who suff- suffocate discourage your gift get people that are interested you sit down with them you know and those are not many by the way they are not many like that they are very very few i like i like to have people around me i i am like what you go i believe in people i like people i enjoy people I, that's why we started a church in a very poor area but i saw gifted people in a poor area <laughs> and began speaking to their gift and before long some have traveled the church is no longer wanted to it you it started like it has changed the the many faces of the church have come and today people can just relate with the good they see the beauty they see the glory they see but it was not always like that we started with the blind in a poor community neglected place where people didn't want to come that's where god sent me in a in a very poor location there was no roof over the church it was just outside When it rains, we'll get soaked. In the dirty mud, season after season, year after year, that was my place. There were no suits like this. There was no this background, no television. I'll preach to the blind that are not even able to see me. But we became friends. I allowed my gift to serve them for free. They'll come home, shower in my shower room as a single man, some of those gentlemen. We became, we built strong relationships up to now. We have good relationships, but there was a place where my gift served them for free. I had vision to go and help someone less than myself. And God remembered. I had no house, but I'll go out and encourage their houses. Now, He has helped me with my own house, helped me to build another house. Why? Because. I made it happen for someone else when I was in need myself. So you start serving with your gift. Surround your people. The only ones who were able to encourage my gift were the blind people. I love my blind people. I have a big community of blind people. They are the only ones who accepted my gift. Fire would hit. I was accepted. When I'm preaching to them, I will come alive. There were no doors of opportunities opening to preach. All doors were closed except for this door. (laughs) But God was refining this gift. By the time the gift was refined, others are saying, wow, that young man can preach. That young man is anointed. Wow. Now people now begin calling upon your gift. I have traveled on the basis of the gift, but the gift had its location among the blind. So, it's not always the beautiful places that's where your gift will find its location. No. Be sensitive. That's why I'm saying learn how to be uncomfortable while remaining comfortable, that it is but a place where I must begin. So, get the right people to encourage you to surround you. Number four, be persistent, be disciplined with the gift. Be persistent. Learn to handle pressure. <laughs> learn to handle pressure. Because not all days are the same. Not all seasons are the same. You've got to learn how to handle pressure. Growth comes with pressure. Success comes with pressure. Lifting comes with pressure. Increase comes with pressure. So you have to be persistent and disciplined along the way. Because they will be resistant Uh, to your persistence there will be opposition to your persistence there will be also failure in your persistence but keep going keep coming back keep doing it with time it shall fall forth and speak for itself you don't need to advertise shall speak for itself at a later date yes in the future then begin to do. number five pray for the raw of that gift in the earth. So I'm not competing with anyone. I can't compete. They are not in my gift. (laughs) Uh, I can't even compare myself to anyone. They are not in my gift, and I'm not in their gift. So I'm comfortable to be around successful people. I am not intimidated or timid around millionaires, billionaires. I'm not timid. That's, that's They have made it. So I know my gift. I'm also not timid around the poor, or the weak. I'm not timid. I know my gift. So if, if someone else makes you uncomfortable, it's because you have not discovered the wealth and the value of your gift. I have to repeat. If someone else's success makes you uncomfortable, it's because you have not found the value. The success of someone must excite you. To stare on something in you. Not for you to talk about them or, you know, to to just, you know, come against them and talk negativity about them. No, that's, that's not you. You're more powerful than that. Your mouth is more excellent than that. Out of you should come encouragement. Something that builds other people. Something that strengthens. When people come, they must find hope has come. So when I go anywhere I know I'm a gift ah I'm a gift when I go everywhere I'm a gift one who receives they benefit one who doesn't want they don't benefit that's how it is I can't force myself on them I can't force myself to receive me to accept me no until the eyes open and say this one is a gift then the benefit comes anyone who wants to compete with me you can't compete how I can't compete with you we're two different gifted individuals our assignment our role in the earth is different i understand my role i'm not an evangelist i'll do the work of an evangelist but in my gift i understand what i'm supposed to do and everything else i'm building everything else i'm financing is in line with the understanding of my role of the gift in the earth my education is connected to my role of the gift in the earth. everything I'm pursuing has somehow a connection to my role in the gift in the air so I'm not wasteful everything is gainful for the gift <laughs> this camera we bought huh? but what is it doing it's amplifying this gift to be a blessing to many so, we didn't waste, we invested. So, I am like that. I'm thinking through everything. How is this related to my role of this gift in the earth? Because I must fulfill my assignment. So, it's not just getting things and just boasting in terms of what you have, what you have become, and where you have traveled and all that, and putting down others who have never traveled to any nation. No, it's understanding how your gift how your role is helping the next person if i talk to someone how it was in new york is i should not put them down i should use that experience and that exposure to encourage them and to show them also that before new york i was in divala i understand understanding? so everyone who has gone and ascended up there must now know what blessing it is to be up there and how their role is now supposed to help someone who is still struggling down there the giants must not crush the upstarts we are one people differently gifted but together we can do much and accomplish much. if we get this lesson in society development will be easy So you find others are so busy competing. Preachers are competing among themselves. It's a lack of maturity and lack of understanding of the role of the gift. You can never outgrow your father. You can never outgrow your authority. It's impossible. Just stay in your gift and stay submitted. That's how your gift becomes a memorial blessing. Activated by your willpower don't let your will be crushed in a crisis rise up once again it is you we are waiting for zambia will not be the same your country will not be the same if you stay neutral if you stay passive if you stay in the value of decision and not making a decision zambia depends on every one of us having our will activated and exercising our will deciding to make a difference. In this, we need to unwrap you. You were sent for our benefit in the earth. Don't just celebrate your birthday. Your birthday must be a realization that you're a gift that others must unwrap in order for their lives to become better. This is who we are. This is who we should be. This is what continues to grow and strengthen society And make change meaningful to the community when each one of us uses our advantage to better someone else when each one of us uses our talent our skills our training to better someone else let us be remembered by those who never had anything that they thought they can have in this life because you lived they have a story to tell because you arrived they have a destiny to accomplish. I am in the earth and after this Conora, my God, many people will be alive. Many nations will be tossed with the fire from my flame which God has ignited. It's time to be a flame in the name of Jesus. It's time to believe. Take that gift in prayer. While you're on lockdown, go in prayer right now i know you have a job that is just that pays for your labor daughter <laughs> that job is, is not your destiny it just is paying for your labor but you have a gift that can pay, you know your destiny it, it can take care of your whole life your gift while you're awake i'm not saying quit or stop no i'm saying activate your gift. it's time for the gifted ones to arise it's time for the manifestations of the sons of god why because they, this is that which has overcome the world. You know, everything born of God has overcome. This is a time of overcomers to arise. Those that are born of God. If you are born of God, it is your season. If you are born of God, it is your time. If you are born of God, you need to arise. If you are born of God, you need to dream again. If you are born of God, you need to be excited. You need to have a reason for your joy. Because you are born of God. You are making it. You are rising. If you are born of God, you resist the sickness. You resist premature death. You resist every assault on your life, on your family, on your marriage, on your career, on your business, on your company, on your job. You resist it. You declare, "Ah, as he liveth, I will live. Because he lives, I shall say tomorrow. You resist the statistics of those that are dying from coronavirus. Why? You say I will not be among their number, not because of anything, because in your will you know you still have an assignment, you still have a mission on the earth. I will not die, but live and testify of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will live and test of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will be alive next year. God willing. Why? Because I've submitted my will to his will. His will becomes my will. My will becomes his will. We are in union in the will. How can you fail when you are, your will is one with the Lord? God is not a failure. God is not a man that he should tell you one thing and Conora causes us not to come to pass. No, you will work through it. I'm not just encouraging you, I'm telling you what lies as truth. The thing God has created in you is so powerful that it will give you access to the mighty places, to the seats of authority and power and favor. You will go out and become what you need to become. Dream again, hope again, live again, but make a decision today to start. Don't let anything Put you down. Don't let anyone put you down. It's time for you to arise. As I pray for you, I want to pray with you. The reason is I want your will activated. I want you to see yourself beyond your crisis. I want you to see yourself beyond what crushed you. I want you to see yourself beyond what is not celebrating you. I want you to see yourself beyond your times and your seasons that are not even permanent I want you to grow through some things that you have gone through today pray after and say Lord Jesus I give myself to you I receive you as Lord and Savior of my life I turn away from my sins I ask you that your blood should now cleanse me from all my sins. Today I surrender fully my whole life into your hands. That is a prayer of salvation. If you have received that, please let us know. Tell us where you are watching us from and say, I just prayed that prayer accepted Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you are able include your phone number, we'll be able to call you back and, and talk to your father and encourage you. But for the rest of us now, I want your will activated. I want you lifting your hands. I want you in a posture of worship, of of of, of thanksgiving to God as your hands are lifted. I want you to pray after because I want your will activated once again. Pray after and say, My Father in heaven, I celebrate you today. I thank you for the love you have for me. I thank you for gifting me. I now receive with joy thanksgiving and celebration the gift that you have given me. I now surrender this gift at your altar of your presence. Anoint this gift. Let this gift be used in the nations. Let its purpose Be for the lifting of others. For the breaking of yokes. For the lifting of burdens. Opening of the blind eyes. Opening of the prison doors. Bringing hope. Bringing life. In someone out there. Today Lord Jesus. I thank you. By this gift. Doors are open. Great doors are open. I am coming into my place. Of elevation. Into my big. Enlarged, prosperous place. I have entered my railroad birth, In Jesus' name. A big, enlarged, prosperous place. It's my season for celebration. It's my season for fulfillment. I am rising above my shame. I am rising above my pain. I am rising above my doubts. I am rising into the lightness of my glory. There is now a turnaround in my life because of the gift that I am. I will be unwrapped in the palaces of men. I will be unwrapped in the excellent places of life. Today, I have become the desire of many nations. Because of the gift that I am, the doors have opened. I am arising as a son of God. One who has overcome. One who is victorious. One who is full of life. One who is full of fire. I am the change that people are waiting for. I am not shutting my doors down. I am not closing my business. I am not closing my company. I am rising in the name of Jesus. Because this business is from a gifted one. This career is from a gifted one. The, the things that crushed my hopes cannot crush me anymore. I am above the crushings of this world. I am above the crashes of life. I'm above the vision killers. I am above the gift killers. I am above those that suffocate gifts. Ah, I'm above those that speak evil against the gift. I am a gifted man. I'm a gifted woman. I have hope and life in me, in Christ Jesus. So I am arising to make a difference. And if you have prayed that, well, you can go ahead, pray in tongues if you can. Because it's time. We can worship the Lord. We can worship the Lord. We can give you all glory. Let us fill this place (laughs) with worship and celebration. Oh God, we give you praise. We glorify your holy precious name. Be thou exalted. Oh Holy Ghost, come take over our lives. use these lives for your glory. Use my life to the glory of your name. Use my gifts of God for the blessing of humanity. Ma koroboshete bakata mere boboshete bakata pre boboshakataureka rebe bebesete kata pre bebe sheketete reba pre boboshete beka mama rabose ketarabakashata come holy ghost take us once again use us together all God use us in the nations use us in the world use us to bring healing Use us to bring deliverance. Use us to bring salvation. Use us to bring miracles, signs and wonders, hope and life, oh God. Oh God, let there be a people, a people of power, a people of praise. Oh God, let them arise everywhere. Let them arise in the name of Jesus. It's a time for the saints of God to begin manifesting. Ah, it's a time for the children of God to begin manifesting. The signs of God manifest in, in Africa, in all the continents of the world. Rise, children of the high like God. Arise from your place. Arise from your place of defeat. Arise from your hopelessness. Arise from your fears. Makatoro Arise from your discouragements. Arise from your sick bed. Arise from your sick bed. Arise in the name of Jesus. I pray healing for you who are sick. May the power of God heal you because a gift is needed. Because you are needed. You are needed right now. You are the one we want in this earth. You are the one we want in this earth. Arise now in your gifting. Arise now and achieve. Arise now and create. Arise now and become powerful. Shake a it is our time, child of God. Let the light so shine in the name of Jesus. Wherever we are watching us from, the anointing knows no distance. I pray the same anointing we are sensing in this room. That same anointing is coming upon you in your living room. I declare fire in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I release a fire of the Holy Ghost. Let there be fire in your people. Let them arise in the fire. Increase of fire. Increase of fire. Increase of fire. Let the fire ignite your life. Let the fire of God ignite your passion. Let the fire of God ignite you. Makoto robo shataka, sheketeta, rebebebo sheketete, rabuko shodoba, rebebe sheketeta, rebebe sheketete. Let the fire, let the fire, let the fire, let the fire saturate. the fire upon your business. Prophesy to that business. It's coming alive. That career is coming alive. That marriage is coming alive. In the name of Jesus. Let there be a turnaround in Jesus, Holy Precious. I want to assure you, even as I'm signing off, (laughs) What a time we can't stop this broadcast. It's just glory in this room. Just glory in this room. The same glory be upon you. The same glory be upon your children. The same glory be upon your house. Do not be afraid. God is with you. And God loves you. And God cares for you. Shalom, shalom. Jesus loves you. Amen. Amen.